Maniacs. It's your favorite Maniacs, the music ones. It is. We're Side After Dark Hello. out of Brooklyn, New York. I'm Dan Berg. I'm Sifa Graffiti. So today. Today. We're talking about. The one and only. Those Australian boys. Uh-huh. That taught us. It's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll. And sometimes you got to break the speed limit. <laughs> but not on just any highway. Not on anyone. Only on a highway. The hell. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the sound the devil makes. <laughs> so we're talking about Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about the legendary ACDC. The legends themselves. They're literally like any word that you want to use to describe a big rock band, big famous rock band. Like they are that. Yeah. Yeah. They taught a lot of us how to rock, how to love rock, how to appreciate it, you know, how to get together and be one. We got so much stuff to say about these guys. Our, our, we love them. Sometimes you just got to let there be rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's so many things. There's so you could many. Say, yeah. We, We're going to talk about those munchkin young boys. Yeah. We don't want to get into too many dirty <laughs> deeds. Like, you know. Oh, Damn, how long can we keep that going? <laughs> yeah, no more dirty deeds. I left all my TNT at home. That's right. <laughs> my um, my uh, electrical sockets aren't high voltage enough. Yeah, they're not high because they're only meant for those um, uh, about to rock. Like they're not salute. Yeah, we salute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you get the point. We're nerds. Anyway, (laughs) so all right, ACDC. We gotta bring it back to Scotland. That's right, home of the unicorns. Yes, (laughs) the second best thing to ever come out of Scotland besides the Young family. (laughs) Wait, we got David Byrne. We got David Byrne. That's true. That happened later. Whoa. <laughs> that sounded kind of cool. Um, okay, so the Young family, there was a lot of them. Yes, yes. There was like 10 brothers and sisters. A tribe. But I think there's only like four that are really going to come up yeah. here. Yeah. We got Margaret. Right, the seamstress. We got George. Yes, the easy beater. <laughs> yes. That doesn't sound right. I'm sorry. No, I like it. <laughs> We got Malcolm. Oh, man. The ox. I'm going to call Malcolm the ox. I think I want to. Okay. Yeah. The bass. Well, he's the bass, but he's the ox. He's the bass, but he doesn't play bass. Very important distinction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then we got Angus. Yeah. So, the way that I understood it, they were all in Scotland. Mm -hmm. They were born in Scotland. They were growing up in Scotland. Weaving kilts. Weaving kilts and playing bagpipes. That, yeah, and that's what you do. <laughs> and that's all you do there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one, what, what was like one winter, it was like the worst rent- winter ever for Scotland. There was like eight feet of snow on the ground or something. Insane. And there was this, some like UK like program where they were like pay you to resettle to Australia. Uh-huh. And the, I guess, patriarch of the young family was like, you know what? That sounds pretty nice. Yeah. I'm sick of this snow shit. <laughs> he looks out. He's like, can't even see out of his window because it's all snow. You're like, yeah, the government's going to pay me to move to Australia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. He'll do it. I mean, my goodness, eight feet. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. So I don't remember how old, you know, the kids were when they moved to Scotland or to Australia, but they moved from Scotland to Australia to Sydney, right? Yeah. And, and they were young enough to be aware because they were like, well, we had to learn how to talk like them, how to act like them yeah. and stuff like that. So they weren't old enough to, to not give a shit. They were old enough to feel like outsiders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. I mean, they said they were, just, they were just always a musical family. Yeah. And they figured that everybody grew up like that, like just yeah. interested in music and hearing it all the time and stuff. Like their yeah. sister used to bring home like records and stuff. From all the greats, you know, that were rocking the world over here in America. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember Malcolm, I saw Malcolm say something like, yeah, like we used to have like holiday parties and we just like play around the piano and blah, blah, blah. And we didn't know that that, that people didn't do that all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they were just always a musical family. The first one that really went for it was actually George. Yes. So it was the Easy Beat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Easy, so, easy Beats. So he was part of the Easy Beats, yeah. which became a big band 
in Australia. Yes. And then they eventually made it over to America even. Like they had like a their they had a song that went like number sixteen or something. Yeah, yeah. They did well, um, England and then they did well over here. They got on the top forty somewhere in Yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you got jo- older brother George who's yeah. already he's music from the beginning, he's yeah. going for it, and is basically an inspiration for his two younger brothers. Yes. Malcolm and Angus. So yeah. like, oh well if he could do it, like yeah, and that's where it always pays to kind of be the younger sibling. You know what I'm saying? You see yeah. <laughs> the sorry older one. I agree with that. <laughs> you know, you just see everybody ahead, and you're just like, well, probably even from a baby, you're like, well, if they can walk, I can walk. Yeah. <laughs> I can walk faster. If they can drink beer, <laughs> why can't I drink beer? But <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, so they're in Australia, and... Angus dropped out of school at like 15, yeah. something like that. He was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, this is not for me. This he school life done. is not for me. Yeah. Uh, that's also a time when y- that's not frowned upon. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I didn't go to school because I got a job. Like yeah. I've heard that from people that are only like 50 now. Like mm-hmm. that just kind of ended. Yeah. And especially like, I mean, they grew up poor in Scotland. Yeah. So it wasn't like crazy. I don't think their, their dad probably did a similar thing. I mean, I don't know that for sure because I didn't look that far into it yeah but i don't think his, their dad like went to college and shit yeah you would think if you can work with your hands or if you have like some type of smarts and stuff like that then just go like yeah you know. exactly so so what they wanted to do they wanted to start a good old rock and roll band and it was funny because malcolm was like we we just wanted to start like a just down and dirty fucking rock and roll band like that's what they wanted to do and they did it. There's a lot of hiccups on the way. <laughs> but they did it. <laughs> I'm accenting. <laughs> so Malcolm and Angus, it was funny. So actually, George came home from tour. Yeah. And this was after Malcolm and Angus decided that they wanted to do it. And he was just kind of like, oh, shit, my younger brothers are kind of tearing it up. Yeah, they were playing like, I mean, like, look at Angus's fingers. Like, you know what I mean? They were yeah. like, they were like rocking the, their guitars. And he's like, wow, like. They're pretty good, but they could play. Like, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. feel like that meant more than anything because it's like once you once you could play, we could just put you out there. Like, right, right, right. And it's funny because they always like Malcolm and Angus. Apparently, they used to fight all the time. Yes. So their parents are like, "You're starting to band together. <laughs> I'll give it a week." <laughs> you yeah. know, here we are, fifty years later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> so they were like, "All right." whatever go start your band so they always wanted to just be like a down and gritty like rock and roll band that yeah. was their thing so they got a pe- from some people around them you know drums bass whatever they had a singer something evans dave dave evans <laughs> who they hated but yeah. they're pretty polite guys so they will never say hate but like if like you hear malcolm talk about him and he's just like yeah you know he's up there and he's going on with his makeup and he's yeah. blowing kisses <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we literally watched the same interview because i was just watching that today but no, that's the thing that's so funny. So Malcolm and Angus were always like, we're trying to do just down and gritty, like rock and roll. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you got uh, Dave. Yes. He's wearing makeup. He's he's all in the glam shit. He's, yeah, definitely one of the glam rockers. And they're like, um, what? He's like, well, we were really growing to not like that. Like, you know. Yeah. And apparently he didn't get along with their manager well. Oh, man. And I things know like that. that. Like, it just wasn't going to work out with him. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing, like, especially like. I mean, I've never even been to Australia, but I'm yeah, imagining, no. <laughs> like, there's not a crazy amount of people there. And right. the amount of people that actually want to dedicate their lives to starting a band is probably not huge. Yes. So at some point, it's like, okay, well, he's the one that's willing to do it and be in the band, so we got to stick with him. Right. But they were always kind of like, I don't think this is really the guy for what we're trying for, to do. For, yeah, definitely. And, like... You see the images of him performing with them, and it's just like, it doesn't gel. Like yeah, it's he, just different. <laughs> he belongs somewhere else. He belongs on the L.A. Strip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. And like 10 years later. Yeah. Um, but there was the right guy for them. Yes. He was around. Uh-huh. And he... All right. So this guy, his name was Bon Scott. Mm-hmm. I just found out his real name was Ronald. Yes. And I think it's really funny that I'm just going to call him uh, Bonald Scott. shout out to bottled we love that guy um so he was just had a very similar story to the brothers yeah 
Because he was also born in Scotland. Right. And moved to Australia when he was a kid. Yes. And he was really about that rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, man. Yeah. He's the, the poster boy for it. Yeah, like, when you think of, like, the rock and roll lifestyle, he did all of that shit. Before, yeah. Like, first of all, he was, like, 10 years older than Angus. Yeah. Like, he was noticeably older than the rest of them. Yeah. So he had already been around the block <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> like, he was doing circles around the block, you know what I mean? Like, he had been in jail. Like, yeah. he fucking, like, assaulted a cop. Like, he got motorcycle accidents. Like, and he had all these tattoos. And, like, back in the day, like... Everyone's got tattoos now. Yes. It's not really a big deal. Yeah. But in the 70s, it's like, if you had tattoos, like, you either were in the military or you were, like, a fucking criminal. Yeah, you're a very <laughs> scary person. And Bomb wasn't in the military. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so. He was the captain of the hell bus. That's what he was. That's the rank he had. He was driving that bus yeah. on the highway. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah. But... So, okay, so they didn't like Dave. They wanted to... And they, I don't even remember, like, did they see Bond somewhere else before he joined? I don't remember that part of the story. No. Um, no. They didn't see him before he joined. I, I believe they were looking around and shopping for people. And I think... Didn't he come to them or am I confusing him with... I don't think he came to them. Okay. Because the way that I heard it recently is that they knew that just by like his attitude and lifestyle, they were like, okay, this guy would be a really good fit. And then they heard him sing. Yeah. And I they were like, that. oh, this is the guy. Yeah. So I don't think Bond went to them. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. But I don't remember like whether they were like searching or whatever. I have no idea. Yeah. I think maybe maybe just like, you know. I I've mean, never heard of this band. <laughs> who is the, who are we talking about again? <laughs> um, no, I think one of their friends like knew him or something. Because again, you know, there's only so much of a music scene, yeah. and he was in the music scene in other bands, so yeah. he was around, and people right. in the music scene would have known him. And it's funny because so eventually they were like, "All right, Bond's the singer. Bond joined the band. Yeah, he was the guy. He yes. was the fucking guy to really encapsulate the sound that they were going for, mm -hmm. and you know, display it, which is what a good frontman does." Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I heard, so George comes home, and Malcolm and Angus are like, yeah, we got a new singer, and George is just like, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure? <laughs> like, and, I know this guy. <laughs> I've heard of this guy. <laughs> is it this guy that just got out of jail? <laughs> and Malcolm and Angus were like, no, 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 it's, it's this guy. <laughs> like, it's for sure this guy. And they were not wrong. Right. They knew it. They were they were very very correct, and you know it's really interesting too. Um, Bond was like a total visionary as well in terms of like where he wanted the album to go, and George was actually producing ACDC's mm -hmm. first few records, and Bond actually did not want uh, George to produce the album that he was actually going to be on before he died. He actually oh. felt like George had taken ACDC to the biggest peak that they could have gone with him and and for them to break into like this market the u.s market and he was right and in more international they needed another producer and he was right <laughs> wow i didn't even know that part that's actually really cool yeah shout out to bonald uh-huh <laughs> so so now they got okay so, so here's the thing so obviously we got the three of them the two a two anguses the two youngs yep Bond, and then we got drums and bass. But this yeah. is the thing with ACDC. This is not a drum and bass band. No. <laughs> like, no. If you're looking for sick drum beats and dope bass lines, ACDC is not the band for you. No. This is a guitar band. Yes. Through and through. Rhythm and lead. So honestly, like, we're not going to be talking about the drums and the bass too much. No. It just is what it is with this band. But shout out to Phil on the drums because he's been there forever. Shout out to Phil. We'll get to him later for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they went through a few bass players before eventually, I think Cliff. Yes. Was who they like really settled on as like their permanent one. Right. Um, so they're in Australia. They're putting, now they have the band together mm -hmm. and they're recording and they're putting out albums and like basically every single album they put out, they just slowly got bigger and bigger. Yep. They were touring more and more. They were doing bigger and bigger venues. And they became known as like the fucking bad boys 
of Australia rock. Yeah. Because they were legit about it. Yeah. They fucking partied. They did. They partied hard. They they all moved into a house together. And they were mm-hmm. like, everything went down in that house, which was crazy. Um, we didn't really talk about the band name. But if you're fans, of course, you know the band name. Oh, and shit, like yeah. why it is the way it is. Like, Oh, should we talk about, we talk about Margaret now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. Because she had a huge amount to do with a lot of their success, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm finding out through my research. Like, ACDC is a family. Like, it's not 100%. about, like, you know, just two guys in a studio and 100%. Stuff. Um, so, should we talk about the name or the outfit first? The name. The name. <laughs> the name. Because they're actually related. They are. Okay. So... The name, the name thing is actually really funny. Uh-huh. So, so literally, they, they were all throwing around names or whatever, and they couldn't think of anything. And Margaret was, like, using her sewing machine, and she, like, saw on the back of the machine that it said ACDC. Yeah. Which means alternating current slash direct current. Yeah. In, you know, electrical terms. And they, she just said that, and they were all kind of like, huh. <laughs> kind of like that. Yep. So, so they went with it. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about the name is they didn't realize the other meaning of that name? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I saw the interview with Malcolm. He's like, "Yeah, so we decided it was ACDC and then, you know, like a few weeks later, like we were I don't know, we were in a cab or something telling the cab driver about the band name and they were like, "ACDC? What are you gay or something?" <laughs> he, they were like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "ACDC, like a tranny." Like <laughs> like what are you you're a bunch of trannies in the van? And they were just like, "Uh, do we have to change the name now? <laughs> they didn't, obviously. But they did not. I thought that was hilarious. That is funny. But, um... Yeah, so they got the name like that, and then, um... Speaking of Margaret's sewing machine... Uh-huh. What happened with the, else with the sewing machine? So now they needed something else, right? Some shock value. It's the 70s. It's rock and roll. There's a lot of shock stuff going on. And the glam shit was not theirs. It was not. So they needed something different. Exactly. So they didn't want to be Kiss, and they didn't want to be Peter Gabriel. Like, they didn't want to wear a wolf head on stage <laughs> and stuff. So <laughs> They didn't the, want to be Jethro Tull and play flutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what else could we do? And, you know, these aren't like huge, big, bulky guys. So Margaret says to Angus, well, I think your school uniform will fit you. Why don't you just put it on and give it a try? Now, this is where, like, I think this is like some funny shit. This is some huge family shit. Like, if you have, like, a good amount of cousins or, like, family members, if you've ever, like, sat around jokes just fly around for no reason yeah right and then like little silly things happen so like i feel like that's this is one of those moments like she was just like kind of joking in a way like yeah wear your fucking schoolboy outfit (laughs) throw it on he's like yeah (laughs) he's like i'm actually gonna put it on he puts it on and the rest is history can you say that kind of i do want to go back to something though because i actually found out about i don't know how true this is but this is something that i heard and if it's true it's actually really kind of sad what why they're so short what i heard that like when they were growing up like their water was like contaminated with lead and shit (laughs) like that possibility i don't know obviously i don't know that for sure but i saw a story that was like yeah that's partly why they're so short i'm like oh that's kind of fucked up so why are other people so short i don't know bad jeans (laughs) why is prince short (laughs) lead Uh, (laughs) zeppelin no um yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. What I don't know if that's true, but whatever. Me neither. So, but they are super short. They're very small. Angus yes. and Malcolm are just munchkins of men. Like I heard that they vacation on the Yellow Brick Road. You are so. Silly. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere with that. I was like, huh? Where? Is where? that rude? <laughs> but no, like literally, Angus is like five two. Malcolm's like five three. Yeah. They're very small. Very but that's small. also why you can wear your fucking schoolboy uniform exactly. as a grown adult into your 70s like (laughs) and that's the only reason it's even kind of like cool in a way because if he was like a grown-ass man wearing a schoolboy uniform be like what the no no but when you're just this tiny guy it's like oh and you're like angus's stage presence (laughs) to me always felt like a wind-up toy yeah you know what i mean you just and then you just (laughs) let him go so like the combination of that with him being small with the uniform it just you couldn't have planned that. Yeah. You know? and, and I couldn't, I remember like as a little girl first seeing that, like I do, like, cause those videos would come on like VH1 and stuff like that all the time. And I remember the first thing saying is like the uniform, the, like laughing at the uniform one. Cause mm-hmm. I wore one forever. So like, it just <laughs> stuck out to me. But the fact that he's like wiling out on stage in that uniform, like, I mean, that, that was great. 
like yeah it's it's so cool and it's so classic that angus because of well he would have been a big part of the band obviously because he rips a guitar yeah but him in that uniform he basically became the mascot of the band yeah yeah and isn't that funny when he's like he and his brother are like the brains you know what i mean they're yeah. like the founders and it's just like that's just so interesting and and so great the way it is um and everything i it's almost like everything he did was calculated even into the guitar he plays because he was like well i had to pick that one because i couldn't get anyone bigger because i would break a hip if i was like mm -hmm. playing that the way he plays on stage and stuff yeah. like that and i remember wanting that guitar too the sg yes and yeah. i remember i think i said it to you and you were like the one with the devil horns and i was just like wait i mean that is kind of what it is that is what it looks like and i was like i don't know if i want it <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 so all right so yeah, so that's how the, the band name happened. That's how the schoolboy uniform happened. That's how all this happened. So now you got Bond, you got the boys. Everything's going well. Every album they put out, they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And they're finally starting to, like, crack into other markets. Yes. And, like, I heard, like, their friends were saying, like, it was clear they were too big for just Australia. Yeah, because um, it became, like, um, like, girls were chasing them and stuff like that. And, like, they didn't want to be like the Beatles, you know mm. what I mean? So they didn't want to be like a teeny bopper band and stuff, which is why I love them even more, you know? Because mm -hmm. they're they're all about that down and gritty rock and roll. That's yes. the whole thing. They were like, they weren't saying like, we'd want to do anything. They were just like, we want to play rock and roll. Yeah. Harder than anyone around. Yep. And that's what they did. Yeah. And I got a, well, side note. This is actually, I almost forgot about that. This. They... Their songs are so... The power in their songs is the simplicity. Mm -hmm. And they just... They're not doing like... Well, the guitar solos are great. But like the rhythm guitar and like all... It's not too crazy. It's just, you know, it's, it's rock to its bare bones. And it's almost like the same idea of punk in a way. Mm -hmm. But it's not punk music. No. No, no, no. But it's really cool. Like the, because it's so simple, it leads to things like... I remember this while we're doing this. Like... Highway to Hell is the first song that I ever tried to play on guitar when I was a little kid. Cool. Because I remember listening to ACDC, and I had listened to other music before, but I'd never played anything. But I remember hearing Highway to Hell, and I'm just like, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And I'm like, I feel like I could do that. <laughs> you know what? That doesn't seem so hard. Yeah. So my parents had like a shitty like nylon string guitar, like just in the back room somewhere and i just grabbed it i'm like let me see if i could do and like that is the first time i ever play guitar cool because of angus yay and malcolm and all the boys from down under so great um i remember um i was watching some interview and they were like well the power of acdc is like like you were saying simplistic and stuff but they were like it's like the unison too because it's like the whole band playing a groove at the same time mm -hmm. and that's their strength as opposed to other bands where he's like you would have like four different components like you're waiting to hear let's put zeppelin out there you're waiting to hear what robert's gonna do separately from jimmy what john is gonna do separately from john like you know so but like with acdc it's like you're singing all the hooks at the same time yes. the groove is beaten at and you're all together like with them and like that's that's their power like yes. unison like. yes and that's a great point because it's something i was thinking about all day today is that's also a reason why malcolm is so important yes because he holds everything down yes like he he leads the rhythm section mm -hmm. in a way that i didn't understand for like a long time because i was so you know distracted by the, all the awesome shit that angus was doing yes but i'm like oh no like malcolm really holds it down and the other thing about them is like the chanting vocals for all the choruses. Yeah. Like the choruses come in and the whole highway to hell. And yeah. it's like all of them singing at the same time. And that's what makes it feels like kind of a chant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've never seen ACDC live, unfortunately, but I imagine it's just it's just so easy to sing along to all of their songs there you go. because of that. Yeah. Because even just listening to the record, you feel like it's a bunch of people saying it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's true. That's true. And you want to and you want to be part of it. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> that's really cool about them. Um, yeah. So they come to the U.S. and the album that really does well in the u.s is one of my favorite album covers of all times even though it does have devil horns on it but like i think angus looks great i like how his lips look super full there this kind of like this long shot like i, I really really love it mm -hmm. um so yep it's that 
Howard Hill. Yes. Out. So like we were saying, so every album they put out, they just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it basically culminated at that time uh-huh. in Highway to Hell, which was like, it became big in place inside Australia. Like they were, now they were like, they were really on the cusp of being one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Yeah. And, but this, this is the thing, is that Bon, a.k.a. Bonald, really was on that highway to hell. He really was. Because he did not make it to see another album. And no, he didn't. They actually thought they were too hard for America. Check that out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's Whoa. some good shit. But yeah, he um drank way too much. Like, even his mom was like... um. You can't really talk to somebody when they're there at that point. Like, you know what I'm saying? They either got to bottom themselves out or die. And it's unfortunate, but that's what alcohol does to you. It either, like, takes you to your lowest point or or it kills you. Yep. That's it. Yeah. But like we were saying from the beginning, I mean, he really lived that rock and roll shit. Like, he was not (laughs) lying. Like, this was not his persona. Right. Like, they were saying he would literally be drunk but when they had the house together, like he would literally be drunk till he passes out. He would wake up in the morning and just immediately grab the next bottle. Yeah. And that was his fucking life. And he really did that. And you can only do that for so long. Yeah. So literally they're on the cusp of the biggest success that they could ever imagine. Yeah. And their lead singer dies. <laughs> wow. And this is the most insane part of their story, honestly, because he dies. It, it must have been such a, you know, I mean, it must have been terrible for all of them. They lost their friend. They lost their singer. It's like, what the hell are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're debating, like, should we even keep doing this? Should we break up? You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, it's like similar to what we were talking about, like Zeppelin. It's like, yes, you're losing a big part of your band, but you're losing like a family member. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like, oh, yeah, we'll get someone else. Like, no, like this is someone you've been basically living with for years it's like Mm -hmm. you can't it's hard to just get over you can't just get over that yeah and it's like their family was involved with him too like they even show like the sister talk about him all these years later and even she was almost crying like still like you know so yeah they were like a close-knit and it's crazy because that translates in their music like it's all a family we're all together doing one thing just like we were just saying about the stuff but yeah, so now they got to decide, well, what do we do? Do we hang it up or do are, are we fucked up people if we find somebody else? Like, what, what happens now? Well, what I heard yeah. is that it was actually Bond's parents yep. that said to them, hey, you got to keep going because that's what Bond would have wanted. I feel like they're telling the truth in that one. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems like the kind of guy was like, you're going to let this stop you? Like, you know what I mean? Well, they said, and I saw, I'm, I, like I said, I think we watched the same exact thing. They literally had, like, his mom, like, Bond's mom saying, like, all he ever wanted to do was be a rock and roll singer. So it's like, he did that, and they got the band to this level, he's just like, you're just going to stop? Right. Like, he, I don't think he would have wanted that. No, I feel like if we could make, like, a queer, a weird, quirky movie, and we put him, like, in another realm, he would be doing that. He would be, like, trying to talk to them from another realm, like, don't let this stop you! Yeah. You know? If, like, especially, like, if they couldn't hear him, he would be like, that would be a cool, like, kind of They'd thing, like, right? And they just, they can't hear him. They're just like, oh. Yeah. He's like, don't stop! <laughs> so... So then they need a new singer. They uh-huh. decide because they decided they're gonna go on. Yeah. But not a replacement. Right. Just a new singer. Yeah. They don't need someone to sound exactly like Bond. They just need the right person. Yeah. So apparently, before Bond died, he had seen this band that was led by a singer named Brian Johnson. Dun, 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 dun. And legend has it is that the first time that Bond saw him perform. He was suffering from appendicitis. Uh-oh. And because he, Brian had such pain in his appendix while he was performing, he was literally like on the ground, like squirming and screaming. Oh. And Bond was like, wow, this guy has some stage presence. <laughs> I, that's really, you've heard about that. Yes. Yeah, and that's so funny to me. It's like, because yeah, I mean, if you're in the crowd, I guess you wouldn't know that he's really in pain. <laughs> like, he's, this is not the show. Like, he's really fucked up, but he never stopped singing. Right. So Bond's like, this guy's wild. So even before Bond died, he had said something to the rest of the band about this guy, Brian Johnson. He was like, oh, yeah, I saw this great singer, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it was kind of, like, in passing. Like, they weren't, like, really good friends or anything. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, I saw this guy, Brian Johnson. was great. So eventually, 
I don't know. Like, I don't remember exactly how. I guess he had an audition. He had an audition. And he was like a fan of them anyway because he had liked how, you know, uh, Bond was handling things on stage and stuff. And all the stuff that he'd heard about ACDC, the uniform and just... He's like, Angus just wilding out on stage, you know, and like, you know, you cut to a clip of <laughs> Angus and he's literally like on his side doing like a spin and stuff. So, yeah. you know, um, so he loved it. And um, I think still to this day, like everybody considers him like the biggest ACDC fan in the world because he really like wanted to join the band. Like, that's you know? cool. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. So it just all, it all worked out. It all worked out for Brian. It worked out for the rest of the band as well as it could because Brian joined the band. This is what I heard. They had, um, they had been working on like the chords for, um, you shook me and they didn't have any words for it yet. And that when they decided that Brian was going to be the guy, they, he basically like, okay, yeah, we've been working on this. And he wrote all the lyrics in like 15 minutes Insane. and they were like, all right, this is the guy. So, <laughs> so they work on the new album and re- remember they were right on the cusp of their biggest success when Bond died. Yep. So they're like, all right, we got a new album. And this is something I was thinking about. Like, if you're just a fan of ACDC, right? And you know their singer just died, and you know, you don't... This is before the internet. You don't know who Brian Johnson is. You may have heard, like, oh, yeah, they got this Brian Johnson guy. And you're like, what? What the fuck? What's going on? So you have no idea what the music is going to be like until the album comes out. Mm-hmm. So the album comes out mm-hmm. back in black mm-hmm. and not only is it their biggest album it's the second best-selling album of all time <laughs> only behind thriller by michael jackson and i didn't know that until recently i knew it was obviously a huge album i didn't know it was the second best-selling album ever yeah no i didn't it, i figured as much though because this is huge. ACDC is everybody loves these guys. People yeah. love these guys and they don't even know they love these guys. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So so that's just insane. That's one of the most insane stories in rock, period. That yeah. you lose your lead singer that you've had all the success with. You get another guy and you're just now you're even bigger than you ever were. Like you never even missed a beat. Yeah. And that whole album goes so hard. Oh my gosh, it's such a great album. And to me, like just like you know, I've watched a couple of Angus interviews and just um, knowing him from like uh, growing up and just watching him on TV and, you know, being a kid, when you see somebody like that on stage, I mean, that's right up your alley as a child. Yeah, like, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, um, I've always, but I loved him, but I feel like a story like that couldn't happen to two better guys, I feel like, because they've got like such like this kind of humble, like just kind of laid back, like honest integral thing in terms of the music in terms mm-hmm. of how to approach the music and how they want it to hit you like they're not gimmicky they're mm-hmm. not just trying to sell they're not always constantly trying to change their clothes to make you say to, to be like look at me and stuff like that they just want you to hear the music and for them to like experience such a tragedy to be such honest rockers to experience a tragedy like that but then to have the turnover be so like yeah divine like you know what i mean it's just like couldn't happen to like cooler people i yeah. think and it's so crazy i just again like i just imagine being a fan of theirs at the time yeah and that album comes out and you're like oh my god this was <laughs> fucking great like i had no idea i had no idea what to expect like bond dies and they just came out just swinging yeah yeah and i it's just there's so many hits on that album there's so many just classic songs on that album and it's like i don't they just kill it they just go so hard it's what you're saying like like with with not only with their image but also with the music they are just like no like this is what we do we don't right. give a shit about anything else like we're gonna do what we're trying to do yeah and they've never switched up no they didn't bring on some rappers you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know they didn't try to get into the jazz part of it like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. they didn't go trip hop rock on us they didn't get braids in their hair. No. <laughs> Diet red. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but speaking of, but they've experienced a lot of shit. And just like um, any regular band, they had their peaks mm-hmm. and they for sure had their valleys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they go hard, they go high, they climb, they climb, they climb, and then everything just starts kind yeah. of. It even, well, I want to back up a little bit, because even just, like, the subject matter of their songs was just the most rock and roll shit possible. That's true, too. You know what I mean? They're not even really singing love songs. No, no, no. They're not going to put a ballad in there. They're They're not going to sneak a ballad in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just (laughs) not what they do. They never tried to act like what they were doing. They never tried to act like anything they're not, which is a 
really a theme with this podcast. It's like, if you're trying to be a legendary musician, all you got to do is be authentic to you. Yeah. If people respond, that's great. If they don't, you don't fucking switch up. Like, yeah. don't do that. Sometimes, <laughs> like, I go in, like, on the roof and I'll, like, chill in my house and um, I'll put on a classic rock playlist and, like, ACD, ACDC will pop up. I'll look at the list and I'll be like, oh, gosh, do I want to hear this song again? But then it comes on and I'm like... You're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I fucking do. <laughs> But um, so something else. So like I was saying before, so they had the idea of like the stripped down, just bare bonesness of rock is yeah. the same idea as what punk rock was. Yeah. But they were before punk rock, and they also lasted through punk rock. Yeah. Because they never considered themselves to be punk rock. Right. And that's not what they were going for. They were always just trying to be ACDC. Yeah. So like you know, they started before punk rock. That, I mean, obviously, punk rock is still around, but as like a commercial, like phenomenon, like Sex Pistols, The Clash, all that, you know, like late seventies is really the peak, mm-hmm. and they just slid right through that shit. Like it did not phase them at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? Which I think was so cool. I think it's very cool. I think it's very cool. I think it's also cool that they didn't. I mean, everybody likes to get an award, but they didn't care too much for the accolades either mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That was the cool thing about it. Um, you know, so that's kind of the best part about them. Like they just stick to their formula. And fortunately for us music listeners, their formula is rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Like you can find them in the 1950s. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, Angus basically wants to be Chuck Berry, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like he's even, he's even taking his moves and shit to the next level. And that's what you do as like the son of that person, you know? If you did it the same way, it's lame. I've already seen someone do that. But yeah. if you take it, it's like with Zeppelin. Like, if you take it and you boost it up to the next level, you're a legend. Yeah, absolutely. You know? What did they say? They said, good art. <laughs> I just read this. Good artists borrow and great artists steal. <laughs> I think Tarantino said that, didn't he? Probably. I don't know. I just yeah. saw it just like yesterday written down somewhere. And um, it was like a joke, but I, I loved it, though. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. They were just always real. Even like the songs that aren't about drugs and like girls and shit. They're just talking about like life as a band, which yeah. is not super easy. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people, like, if you're not in a band, you don't really think about all the shit that goes on behind the scenes. Right. Like you got multiple people, you got multiple egos, yeah. different people having different work ethics. You know, you all have to be on the same page. Right. You know, you're getting screwed over by promoters, blah, 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 blah. And fun, fun, um, side after dark facts. So we have a song on our first album yeah. called Rockstar. Yeah. That, um, basically if y'all don't know in like in the hip hop and like rap community, a big thing is to like take somebody's beat and like make it your own. Yeah. And we did that with the song and while we were doing it we basically were like we want this to be a modern day it's a long way to the top yeah if you want to rock and roll yeah so if you listen to our album the, the song Rockstar, think about that if you ever hear it and it'll probably bring you another perspective so that's yeah. a little sad trivia for you yeah we are on the same page because i was just gonna mention that song like and the things that they do to music like the bagpipes yeah who knew you needed that like it's you even more hype it's like man i really needed to hear those bagpipes in this rock and roll scotsman (laughs) oh i just like bond's so scottish his last name is literally scott oh that's dope he was born with bagpipes oh my god he was born wearing a kilt damn wow yo shout out to bond for yeah real. man yeah man. rest in peace the legend exactly he's driving that bus all the way down the highway all the way i remember um as a kid um i was i knew acdc with brian like you know what yeah, I mean? like yeah. the first video you see and stuff like that but then when they used to show the older videos like mm-hmm. on a, like mtv not mtv classics vh1 classics and stuff like that and i would see like bottom like well who's this guy yeah i'm like well he doesn't sing like the other guy yeah, yeah i yeah. like the new guy better but like now as an adult like well what a great voice on bond and like how yeah like dirty deeds like i mean you can just hear like Thunder the, yeah and they're like see me like he goes yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it's beautiful and even the way he sings we're talking like a slim guy who doesn't like look super gritty and bluesy kind of i'm just gonna segue a little bit you know how like rory looks like he could sing gritty rory gallagher like like he yeah, but yeah. like bond doesn't like look it mm-hmm. and then when that comes out for him for me to see him in this video that kind of looks effortless too so he's like a really 100%, 100%. right like yeah that's an that's like a rock and roller right there right and that's the thing that's so cool is that 
Brian and Bond can both be so different and have their own styles, but both be so good and yeah. both be so perfect for the band. Yeah, absolutely. Which is really a testament to the instruments as well yeah. and how good Malcolm and, and Angus and the boys are at like creating a vibe and a sound. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That hard rocking shit. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I kind of... I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's still a shock, but I'm not surprised that Brian wrote all those lyrics in like 15 minutes because apparently that's what the, um, the young brothers do. They set the music. Like that's what they did with Bond, like right mm-hmm. before he died. They're like, okay, well we got all the music set. Like, you know, we'll see you next week or whatever. But imagine like, that's all you had to do. You walked in there and in your band, like, they're like, well, we got the music set for you and you got these rock and So the riffs onus is shit. on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that's, I mean, those riffs are like catapults into like songman, songmanship in writing and stuff like that like absolutely right away so that's what a great i keep saying formula but what a great formula yeah and i mean they really wrote it into the sunset you know so so back in black comes out yeah second biggest album of all time Uh their biggest album obviously they follow it up um for those about to rock we salute you yeah also a huge album yep they put out another couple of albums that don't do as well yeah you know you know again peaks and valleys yeah and then they come back in like like 1990 with what was it Razor's Edge Razor's Edge which has a song called Thunderstruck <laughs> oh man which not only is it a great song yeah. but it's also one of the most fun drinking games <laughs> because of that song do you know about the drinking game I do not oh I, yeah okay so there's this game it's called Thunderstruck um, basically you'll be in a circle yeah you'll all have a drink and every time they say thunder, you start drinking. Uh-huh. And the next time they say thunder, you stop and the next person starts. Okay. So for most of the song, it's like thunder, thunder. So you don't really get a lot. Yeah. But then every now and then it'll be like, you've been thunderstruck. And then it'll go into a guitar solo. <laughs> so then one person gets fucked. It has to be drinking. <laughs> The entire guitar solo. Dear, dear, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, God, how much longer? Yeah, much yeah, longer? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like simultaneously the best and worst drinking game ever, but it's, it's a good time. That's it's hilarious. A good yeah, time. that sounds like a good time. <laughs> Which, you know, I just realized now, like, they would probably be really proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> they would be like, yeah, people are drinking to our shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think so too. Um, but you know, I mean, not that it was all just all party with them. I mean, at some point, you know, the alcoholism got a little out of control with Malcolm as well, and he yes. had to go into rehab, yes. and he had like their their nephew took over for him mm-hmm. for like a tour and stuff like that. Right. But he eventually came back. Yes. And yeah. they just kept going, and they yeah. really just never stopped. No, no. I mean, Malcolm literally had to die. Like he 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 worked until his death, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Very very amazing. And to watch him in interviews, I like I know that's got to be like so so sad and hurtful but like i said i just watched an interview with um angus from like last year and he seems pretty bright and like happy you know what i'm saying and talking about like sitting in front of a big old marshall stack and stuff like that yeah and like but um i feel like you lose malcolm and it's really really sad but malcolm kind of died around a time where everybody was losing people you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like it's it's like he just went as kind of like a caravan up there. So it's like I feel like with any solid, that's some sort of solace I think for the band. Because like when I look at them in the interview, they seem very well. Mm. Like they've they've handled that well. You know, like sometimes you'll see an old married couple, one person dies, and they don't look like. Nah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And so, they usually die very shortly after. Yeah. So, but he, I mean, Angus does not have that energy at all. So that that's great for the fans. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying too? And um, yeah. That's all well, they just put out an album last year that went yes, number one. They did, and it's nominated for a Grammy. We, we'll see in February if they win. Insane. I hope they so- do. <laughs> I hope they beat the best new rapper out there. <laughs> I hope they beat Eminem. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's crazy because there's so much, so many, so much adversity in their story as well. Because so you know they go through the ups and downs of the commercial success, yeah. and then what happens before Malcolm dies is with Brian. Yes, there's a problem where he literally is going deaf. Like yeah. his, and obviously you need to be able to hear to be able to sing, so you know if you're in key, if you're in time, or else you're just singing into the the darkness you have no idea what the fuck is going on yeah so his doctor was literally like yo you gotta stop or you're going to go completely deaf right which i totally understand like if you're playing thousands of shows in front of so many people yeah not only would the crowd noise be enough to 
fuck your ears up a little bit. But then you have the amps, you have the drums, you yeah. have everything, and, and you're singing, in the center. And his singing alone, your singing at that pitch can pop your own ears after a while. Like especially if you're doing it for 10, 20, 30 years, yeah, yeah. and you're trying to do every show as if it's your last. You yes. know what I'm saying? But I will say, I've realized that his vocal technique must be flawless <laughs> because... You know, he sings with that super gritty voice mm-hmm. that you would think it's like fucking his throat up. Yeah. But he was doing it for so long and his voice never really changed that much. No, 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 no. And this is the thing that I realized that really blew my mind. He's, his technique was so solid that his ears went out before his voice went out. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. He sent it all the way. It's the head voice he used the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's all the way up there. Yeah. And he still was just able to do it for so long without destroying his throat, without destroying his vocal cords, mm-hmm. that to the point that his ears couldn't handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> so then, I don't remember what the chronology is of Brian being replaced by a certain singer we'll talk about in a second for a tour. And then the, with um, with Phil Rudd with the drummer yeah. with his shit. I don't know what happened first. Which one do you want to talk about? Uh, let's let's go with Brian and um, Axel. Yeah. So Brian couldn't do it anymore. And if you know anything about ACDC and you've watched this, they're not gonna just stop because something happened to their singer. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So Talk about a formula. <laughs> so they weren't like, oh, fuck, Brian's gone. I guess we have to stop the band. That's not what happened. They were like, oh, fuck. Like, who else could possibly do these songs well? Who? I know. I know, too. The little, this uh, young boy out of Indiana. <laughs> Another rock and roll legend. Yeah. Another one who put his foot in rock and roll's ass. Yeah, that guy <laughs> Axl Rose, who is just a fucking madman, but in completely different ways than Bond and Brian. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to go into all that. We'll do a Guns N' Roses episode at some point. Yeah, but he, I mean, he has the perfect voice to fill in. Perfect voice, a perfect voice, and like, that must have been a legendary tour to see them. Yeah, could you imagine of being one of those shows? Because they're not—he's not doing it anymore with them. No, Brian's back. Yes, um, and that must have been great. For him, they were like, well, he was really nice to us. He was super polite and everything. It's like, because he loves you. He wants to be you. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, come on. Who's going to be mean to you guys? Like, you're, he's like, we're your kid, basically. Yeah, like, seriously. I mean, that's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> They're yeah, like, he that showed up so on crazy. time, all this stuff. And then I'm just like, oh, well, of course he did. Like, I can't disappoint Angus. <laughs> I've been listening to Angus my whole life. Right. <laughs> I bet he was like, yo, without ACDC, like, would there have been a Guns N' Roses? It's probably true, though. I mean, that's a really good hard rock to play when you're feeling like your stepdad's a piece of shit and you want to <laughs> listen to him. And you got to get out of this fucking town. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, so Axel steps in, obviously kills it. Uh-huh. And then the thing that's so crazy is that Brian, I don't know exactly what happened. He got some kind of treatment, but he was able to come back. Yeah, some nerdo calls him on the phone (laughs) out of nowhere, and I'm serious and was like, listen, if you let me meet with you, I've got some new technological finds, and I think that we can fix your hearing with technology. And that's exactly how it went down. Yep. That's wild i have an autograph from brian johnson by the way Do did i ever you? tell you that no you didn't but i was staring at images of their autographs on the way here and my eyes were like alive so i need yeah. to see this it's at it's in florida oh, oh, oh. but he's lying y'all it no i swear exist. to god i'm just kidding no quick story actually so we used to live when i was growing up we lived um right next to this music venue in clearwater called ruth eckert hall yeah we're literally like this was the parking lot and like this was my neighborhood okay so like we used to go to concerts there well i didn't really all the time because i was a little too young but my parents used to go all the time and then <laughs> there was a fence right here and one year a hurricane blew the fence over <laughs> so we could just walk straight into the <laughs> venue <laughs> so one time um there was like brian was there doing like some kind of charity event yeah. like not with acdc like some other thing yeah and my dad got an autograph from him and gave it to me you did tell me this story yeah i'm glad to hear it again though next this time i awesome. come next time i go home i'll send you a picture of it that's cool if i remember yeah you don't have to remind me okay but yeah it exists i swear yay <laughs> so brian's the man yeah he came back um but they did have to get a new drummer oh yeah and why is that because people got problems 
<laughs> and they need to get it together. You can't be killing people and people dying. No. <laughs> what was it? So he like he hired a hitman to kill his ex or some shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what it was, right? I just yeah. know we hired a hitman to kill somebody. Yeah. And um, it didn't work out for him. No. He apparently just like went home and like his house was just crawling with cops. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what he, I don't know how he thought you can, you can't get away with that shit in 2021. No. Or whatever year it was. I like, mean, come on, man. The snitching is a come up. You know what I mean? Like it brings you fame and notoriety and you know, that's all that matters in the world but nowadays. It's even like, even if he ever said anything over the phone or ever said any kind of text message or any kind of communication, like. They have that. They have it. They have all of that shit. Like, Honest to goodness. You're not as, anonymous. Yeah. As a um as a really high paid rock and roller, it probably would have made more sense if you had killed her yourself <laughs> and then just freaking tried paid somebody to cover it up or something. You know what I mean? Or just like, got the best lawyer possible. Exactly. <laughs> OJ style. <laughs> OJ William Shatner, Christopher Watt. How many people? There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> So so he thought that he could just hire a hitman and everything would be fine and it wasn't fine. So so he's out. <laughs> but they just keep going. They just never stop. That's the thing about ACDC that's so kind of inspiring in a way. It yeah. really doesn't matter what's happening. They know what they're doing and they're going to fucking do it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And now here we are, 2021. They put out another album last year that went number one. And like you said, is now nominated for a Grammy. Not that we give a fuck about a Grammy, but right. still. I yeah. mean, just the fact that you're even still able to do this. I mean, what band has more longevity than them besides the Stones? It's true. It's true. And and this is not a lie, but it's going to sound hilarious. Yeah. Angus and, um, and Malcolm are actually... Keith Richards' favorite guitarist. Like, he really likes them a lot. Really? Yes, he really That's does. cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And yeah, Angus is just so good. He was one of my, like, when I was, like, first starting to play guitar, he was, like, one of my top three, like, inspirations. Like, it was the two Jimmys, mm -hmm. Paige and Hendrix, and then Angus. Where I was like, if I can play, like, any of these people, yeah, or even half as good as any of these people, then I'm doing all right. Yeah. For it, sure. It, but it's crazy because I never realized until recently like how important Malcolm was because I was so just not obsessed with Angus, but it's like it's hard not to watch him. Yeah. Like because even the stage presence, like he'll be up at the front of the stage. They'll do the thing where, you know, he gets on the singer's shoulders and they mm -hmm. walk around the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, but Malcolm is always in the back. Tapping his foot, moving this way. And Malcolm is always in the back with the drummer and the bass player. So he doesn't, like, get the shine like that. Right. But then when you hear them talk, it's like, yeah, Malcolm was really what held it all together. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, honestly, um, Angus used to depend on Malcolm for pretty much everything. Well, does this sound right? Does this lead us? Uh, does this solo sound right? Like, he, he didn't move without... Um, Malcolm's like okay and I yeah. mean not that Malcolm said that that was the way it was supposed to go but that's just the relationship they had like yeah I mean it's your brother like you want to hear you want to take you know their advice I mean Malcolm's older right yeah yeah so you want to get advice from your older sibling you know what I mean like hey what do you think about this what do you think about that um so yeah I don't I don't know it's just it's really cool because you know the, the past couple of podcasts we've done they've kind of ended sad because they end in deaths but this is like, there's deaths, but it's still so inspiring. Like, I don't feel sad now that we're getting to the end of the story. No, no. I feel inspired. Like, they never stopped. They it's, just kept, they knew what they wanted to do, and they just laser focused on it, no yeah. matter what happened. Yeah. Singer dies, whatever. Drummer murders somebody, or tries to get somebody <laughs> murdered, whatever. <laughs> like, we're going to keep doing this, because this is what we know how to do. Yeah, And yeah. they do it well. Yeah, that's all I ever enjoyed. And like, you know, do you think that they think they've reached the top because it's a long way you know it is a long way and that's the thing i honestly i feel like they probably do at this point i yeah. mean you're talking about angus being he seems like you know happy he seems like he's he's in a good place yeah and this is just like i mean this is like a psychological principle for all people in life it's like when you're old when you become like an old person you're either you either look back at your life it with bitterness True. and you become one of those old people that you don't want to be around they're just yeah. one of those mean old people yeah or you look back at your life and you're happy about how things have went and you're like you know so nice and you know you meet those old people that are just the nicest people ever because Very they true. look back at their life and they're happy about it yeah and yeah. He, i really feel like there's no way that they can be looking back at their life and not be happy with what they've done and what they've accomplished mm -hmm. i mean they've just they just did so much they never wavered they never stopped 
And like, I mean, that's what life is really all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really cool. Those guys, I'll always love those guys. Don't leave us ACDC ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I always, I always feel like, you know, I always want to say more. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know what else there is to say. It's just like, they're so easy to love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. They were just the best. They're just, they're, the energy in their music is just undeniable. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, and everybody's got to love it. Like there's, there's never a person that doesn't feel that groove. They, they locked into like a groove that like everybody can get with, you know what I mean? And you know what that is? It's what I was saying before, like the power in their music is the simplicity. Yeah. Cause if you make things too complicated, you get to like kind of like a Steely Dan level mm-hmm. where like not everybody's going to understand it. Right. But with ACDC, are, are you alive? Are you breathing? <laughs> You'll probably understand it. You know what I mean? Like, you might not agree with it. Yeah. It might not be your life. Right. But you know what this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just makes me laugh. Like, okay, this is basic. I don't know if this is going to get picked up on the mic, but this is basically every ACDC baseline. <laughs> so, so again, um, this is not the band. If you're looking for amazing bass lines, but that's the thing. Like that's all you need. Of sometimes. course, that's, of course. That holds it down. It keeps it. It keeps it moving forward, and that's it. And it it basically becomes the canvas for the guitars to do their thing. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously whatever yeah. vocalist they have at the time. Yeah, they're they're just so natural at. They're so natural at it that thunderstruck. The riffer, the beginning uh, thing for Thunderstruck, the, that's Angus. He was just warming up his fingers one day, and it mm-hmm. sounded nice. Yeah. Just warming up, huh? That's what they say about um, the Sweet Shot of Mine riff, too. Really? They said that th- that was just like a warm-up exercise that Slash used to do. Yeah. And then somebody was like, what's that? I, li- I really like that. And he was like, I'm just warming up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that's interesting. Yeah. And that was like... um. That song, that riff is famous for being like one-handed, like tapping. Like it's all this hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like Mozart-like, and I'm not even joking. Like it really is. We're talking strings, and we're talking like serious skill. Yeah, there's beer and cigarettes involved, but who says Mozart wasn't drunk all the time? Which I think he was. But like, yeah, that's like that's like classical. That riff almost to me. Well, that's another interesting. I mean, we don't have to get all into this, but the um, the difference between heavy metal and classical music is a lot smaller than, than a lot of people would think. Hmm. Hmm. But we can obviously we'll talk about you know like I'm sure we'll do like a Metallica episode yeah. and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. But so yeah, that is a really interesting point though, and that just goes to show like like music that's good is just music that's good. Right. That's a good. <laughs> like, that's a great way to put it. It's that's it. Hmm. Like, not to make it too simple, but again, that's the whole thing with ACDC is the simplicity. It is. They said from the beginning, we want to rock and we want to rock hard. That's it. We're going to do it how we want to do it. And you're going to fucking deal with it. (laughs) You're going to like it or not. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Because this is what we do. We're high voltage over here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then some of those album names, like, right? You just love it. Like, Razor's Edge, high voltage, highway to hell. Like, they just have, besides riffs, they've got punches. Like, you know what I mean? They know exactly what to say. And then they're just regular. You know, Brian's up there in a tank top and some jeans. Mm-hmm. You know, Malcolm's got the gray t-shirt and stuff. I mean, Angus, of course, he's the flair. But, like... He's the mascot. Yeah. <laughs> True. But just some regular clothes uh, and, and great music. Like, you know? Yeah. And that is the key to ACDC success. Yep. Just be a regular person and do what you do very well. Yeah. You know, so that's why it's just great. I just, honestly, I feel inspired just talking about it because mm-hmm. it's just such a great story. Like, they've gone through so much adversity. Yeah. They came, they always come out stronger on the other side. That's true. And, like, that's just a great example in life it, like not just in music just in anything you do you're always going to go through highs you're always going to go through lows right but the important thing is to not ever get too high or too low yeah yeah yes yeah and i mean that in a few different ways yeah <laughs> <laughs> right bon oh man sorry 
Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> Bottled, don't wanna, I mean. Yeah. You don't want to go too, too far up. The higher the monkey climbs, the more you see his ass. And the lower he'll fall <laughs> yeah. when he loses his grip. <laughs> but I don't know. Is there anything else that we should really talk about? I feel I feel pretty good about this. Me too. I do. And um, I feel like we paid homage. And this is um, in the uh, metaverse? No. It's in the... <laughs> <laughs> it's still called Facebook. <laughs> it's in the universe forever. So this is our... This is our homage to ACDC and a big shout out to guys who've inspired us and will definitely be inspiring more people. And, you know, this is not the last time we're calling their name out. And so we're so happy about that. So, yeah. Yeah. So they've inspired us. If we've inspired you at all, if you've enjoyed the podcast, the best thing that you could do to show that you liked it, that you support, go to patreon.com slash music maniacs. Help us decide what episodes we should do next. And that's pretty much it. It's been a great time. We are Side After Dark, and we are Music Maniacs. Yeah. We love you. Love you guys. And we'll see you soon. Later.